Good evening, guys. Thank you guys for joining me after the Mavericks face the Rockets tonight. Uh, they beat the Houston Rockets 113 to 100. And really, it was, I would say, this is the best game the Mavericks played all season. I know they had a couple of blowouts with the Miami Heat and the Los Angeles Clippers. But this one, they actually looked like a basketball team. Uh, and, and they played well, both offensively and defensively. Uh, they made shots when they needed to make them. They got stops when they needed to make them. And they just flowed. They looked like an actual team out there tonight. And so they beat the Houston Rockets 113-100. to uh, It was really kind of a playoff atmosphere uh, between both teams. I thought uh, uh, Houston was playing well throughout the game as well. Uh, they got down by 18 but made a nice run to, I think, tie the game back up uh, early in the fourth. But then the Mavericks went on a 12 to nothing run. Uh, late in the fourth quarter to really kind of ice the game. But I thought it was a playoff atmosphere uh, from both teams, and I thought both teams looked like actual NBA teams uh, for the first time this season. And uh, I know it's been kind of a weird start to the season because of the way training camp was and uh, and all that. You know, there's a lot that's been said about that. Uh, and I think, <clears throat> I think it has really affected the Mavericks um, and a lot of other teams out there. But tonight, they actually looked like a basketball team, and it was really great to see. Uh, Luca played well. I mean, he had a monster 33, uh, 16, and 11. Uh, he shot uh, 12 of 25 uh, from the field, 48%. A lot of field goal attempts from Luca, but I think that's kind of what you need from him right now. Uh, with uh, Porzingis being out, he's just going to have to take over and dominate games. 3 of 10 from the three-point line. Uh, I mean, that's just what he's going to be. So you got to live with... Uh, Live with the, the step backs that go in, and you got to live with the ones that don't. And uh, so 3 of 10, 30%, at least he's not 16% like he was early in the season. I'll say his free throw percentage, I think he's now about 80% for the year. Uh, he was 6 for 6 tonight. And I really thought he, he could have went to the line so many more times. And we'll talk a little bit about the officiating in this game. But for a guy that drives it as much as he does and takes just a a beating every time he he drives it guys draped all over him and to only get to the free throw line uh, six times I think was a little unacceptable as James Harden went 10 and James Harden was really not involved in the game um, offensively he just you know he's James Harden uh, he's similar to Luka you got to live with the good um, if you're going to like the good you got to live with the bad so but uh, Luca was amazing. He he dominated the game really in every aspect. I thought uh, his defense was great. Uh, Sixteen rebounds, um, eleven assists. Uh, good defense from him, and just orchestrated a Mavs victories of plus twenty eight on the team. Um, by far the highest. The next highest was Dorian with twenty two, a plus twenty two. So Luca was uh, MVP. Luca tonight. And uh, it was nice to see. Um, it it orchestrated a, a, a much needed win uh, for the Mavericks. And again, they just they just looked like a different team uh, tonight. It wasn't like the Clipper game and and the Heat game. Uh, although again, those were blowouts. This one just felt different because it was a tough, hard fought game, and the Mavericks didn't get blown out in it. They they were able to stick it out and and play through it all. Uh, I really liked, I know a lot of, of, of math fans out there wanted to see a different starting lineup. Obviously, I'm right there with you. It's just not working with Dwight Powell since he came back from the Achilles injury. Obviously, I never thought he was that good to begin with, but the Mavericks did. 
Um, and, and so they continued to start him, but it just wasn't working. And Carlisle kept running it out there with Dorian at the four, Dwight Powell at the five, and Tim Hardaway at the three. And we had mentioned, if you listen to our other pod, that's just not a good starting lineup if you're going to be a good defensive team and a good rebounding team. You've got three guys at – well, two guys playing out of position – and uh, Tim Hardaway playing the three. He's just not big enough to play the three. He's not good enough defender to play the three. And uh, you had Dorian playing the four, and he's just not big enough to play the four. He's not a good enough rebounder. He's a decent rebounder, but he's not a good enough rebounder to play the four. His natural position is the three. And then Dwight Powell just shouldn't be playing right now. He's not right. And uh, when you had those three guys out there, your offense sucked and your rebounding sucked, and and teams were scoring at will. On you and and fans were wanting to see a change, and uh, finally Carlisle made a change to the starting lineup. He moved Dorian to the three and Hardaway to the bench. I think that puts Hardaway more in his. I mean, uh, Dorian in his natural three position. He started Maxi Kleba at the four and Willie Cauley Stein at the five. Now Kleba did not score a single point. He only got one shot attempt actually, and that I think was. One minute, he was in foul trouble, um, but they just weren't leaving him. He just didn't really get any opportunities. But the big thing with Kleba is he had nine rebounds. Um, nine rebounds from your power forward. That's what you got to see. That's what you want to see uh, if you're going to out-rebound a team. Um, Willie Cauley-Stein had a, his best game as a Maverick, I, I would think, at 15 points. Uh, seven rebounds, two assists. He still had some foul trouble issues. Only played 24 minutes, but he was a huge positive when he was out there. Uh, he had some really nice help side rotation uh, on the on the defensive end. I was really impressed by his ability to recognize the rotation on the defensive end, and uh, he had some that really completely uh, ruined the play for the Rockets because he was in the position he needed to be before the Rockets could get the ball to that spot. And uh, I, I thought he played really well. Uh, it, obviously, it's his best game for the Maverick uh, since he's been with the Mavericks. There was a really good combination on the pick and roll between Luka and Kali Stein. It looked like old Luka with uh, Powell or even with Boban where Luka can just kind of put it up to where only Willie Kali Stein can get it. And you saw a lot of that tonight, a lot of that chemistry. And and just the chemistry from that starting lineup just looked really, really nice and really crisp, really clean. Everybody looked, you know, like they were in their right positions. And look, are you going to get 15 and 7 from Willie Cauley Stein every single night? No. But I think it's a better option than Dwight Powell right now, especially if, you know, you you put Maxi out there with them. Because that lineup with, with Josh Richardson. Uh, who played well. I mean, 15 points, um, but he he's more out there as a defender, and he's just constantly defending. That's one thing I like about Josh Richardson. He's just He never stops defending. And I, I, for an offensive player, that's just got to be annoying. You never get a break. But the defensive lineup with Richardson, Dorian, Maxey, and Willie Cauley-Stein uh, was a nice – I mean, they were able to switch on everything – uh, Maxie's a really good on-ball defender. Josh Richardson's a really good on-ball defender. Dorian's a good on-ball defender. And when Luca's really getting down in his stance and playing hard defensively, uh, I kid you not, Luca's an act. He's actually a really good on-ball defender, and I know he'll never ever get credit for that in his career uh, because he's a quote-unquote soft euro. But Luca, when he needs to be, can be a lockdown defender. 
And uh, he again, he just he's never going to get credit for. It, but you saw him really working hard on the defensive end of the court, and uh, and the Mavs look good defensively to hold the Rockets to 100 points. Uh, is really good, and James Harden seems to struggle against the Mavericks. I mentioned that in the podcast yesterday. He just doesn't play uh, as well against the Mavericks for some some reason. I don't know if it's just the the color of the jerseys or, or what. I used to think it was the great Wesley Matthews, but I think we can stop giving credit to him. Harden had 21 points, uh, 10 assists, uh, 5 of 17 uh, from the floor, and he really settled. Uh, he he can be kind of frustrating to watch, and, and I'm sure it's similar to watching Luca when Luca is just not in flow or he's not in rhythm, and he does a step back that's really not a good shot at that moment in the game. Uh, Harden is really similar to that, and I'm sure for Rockets fans, uh, games like this cause you to wonder why you continue to shoot those shots. He was three of eleven from three, twenty-seven percent, eight of ten from the free throw line. Uh, a negative 24 uh, for the game. So basically, uh, every time he was out there, uh, the Mavericks were were winning. I thought uh, the Rockets, uh, Christian Wood, yeah, he had 23 points and seven rebounds. So I thought it was interesting uh, midway through the fourth or something like that, um, Silas took Christian Wood out of the game for the Rockets. And uh, I think right when he took him out, the, uh, the Mavs went on a 12 nothing run. I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but... Uh, it was an interesting thing to do from a guy who was averaging like 23 points a game on the season, and he took him out and did. He never brought him back in the game. Now let me check his fouls. Unless I, I misunderstood and he actually fouled out and they just didn't say anything. Let me check here. Now he only had three fouls, so I, I thought that was interesting uh, to take him out. Uh, I don't know the the reasoning behind that. I thought they could have honestly run more pick and roll with Harden and Christian Wood. Um, or Harden, I mean, or uh, uh, Christian Wood and John Wall, you didn't see a lot. Or I guess, in my opinion, I would do that pretty much every time down the court because it seems when they run it, it's pretty unstoppable. Christian Wood can just really elevate. Uh, There was one where Colley Stein defended it as well as you can and jumped as high as you can, and and Christian Wood was still able to, to reach above him and get that ball. And dunk it down. So I, I thought that really helped the Mavericks because it helped with their defensive rotation. Um, I thought also uh, they were using Christian Wood, and really he's not a post-up player. And uh, for some reason they decided when he had a small on him to post him up, and it's just not his game. And I'm really glad the Mavericks had the discipline to not help uh, during those uh, possessions uh, because sometimes you, as a defender, you see the uh, the big – posting up the, the small guy, and your first inclination is to go and help him out. and uh, But they recognize that's just not Christian Wood's game. If, if he's going to post up, let him post up. If he scores, he scores. Uh, it's just not his game, and, and he didn't really do well. I think he turned it over one time. Uh, just It just looks really uncomfortable out there posting up. So I thought that was an interesting decision from the Rockets. But uh, overall, the game was, was great. It, honestly, it was refreshing. It was really nice to see uh, quality basketball uh, from both sides uh, of the court. Um, we hadn't seen a game like this all year where where both teams were actually good and uh, both teams were playing well and one just kind of outlasted the others. And in a seven-game series, you know, one of them's going to win four, the other one's going to win three. And uh, I, you saw that tonight. It was nice to see. It was fun basketball. It was you know, as a Mavs fan, you, you just feel so much better after a win. 
Um, but especially a win like tonight, I think Derek Harper uh, really said it well uh, when he said uh, you just he saw some things from the Mavs tonight, and I, I would have to agree with that. They just looked like a regular team tonight. They looked like a team that felt like they belonged on the in the upper echelon of the Western Conference because they just haven't looked that way, and their players haven't looked that way, and the body language hasn't looked that way. And tonight, you, you saw a difference, and it was really good to see. Uh, so I'm really happy for the Mavs, and it, it feels so much better when they get a win. Uh, your day is just better. <laughs> Tomorrow is going to be so much better because then you can watch videos and, and read about how the Mavericks won. Uh, I think it was so great that that Carlisle made changes to his rotation. I think bringing Hardaway off the bench was perfect because he still played a lot with Luka and he just plays well with Luka when he's Luka's wingman when he's the two guard next to Luka he just plays better he can't do it on his own he can't play the three he needs to be that shooting guard next to Luka and uh, if he can continue to play well coming off the bench it makes the Mavericks a really dangerous team because now with the starting lineup, you're adding so much more defense with Josh Richardson and Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleba, which I want that to stay even when Porzingis comes back. I want Maxi to continue to start at the four and and Dorian to start at the three and Richardson at the two. It, it just sets a defensive tone for the Mavericks starting lineup and for the game. And then when you have offensive players with Luka and Porzingis, you're setting that defensive tone, but you still have scoring. You still have offense going. So I hope I hope that starting lineup continues to work and, and Carlisle will continue to use it. And then that way, if you can bring Hardaway off the bench, he can be your your lightning spark off the bench and maybe even close games like he did tonight. You know, much like Jason Terry when he was the sixth man. He didn't start, but he would he would finish the games. And if Hardaway can accept the role and play well in that role, he has a chance of being six-man-of-the-year type player because of his ability to just rise up and shoot, and it gives him more minutes being the two-guard uh, next to Luka. So that was good to see. Obviously, he was on fire, so it looks even better. You don't expect that every night, but just the, the fact that that's possible, whereas before, it just wasn't looking like that was going to be an, a, a possibility uh, for Hardaway, just he just didn't look natural out there playing at a different position in a different spot in the game. So seeing him come off the uh, the bench was nice. Um, the Mavericks bench now they got to figure that piece out because uh, before their starting lineup was was really struggling. I think uh, they were a negative fourteen net rating uh, for the season with the Dwight Powell and Dorian at the four and five. It just it wasn't and Hardaway at the three. It just wasn't very good. And uh, they had to fix that starting lineup because they were getting off to such slow starts. Uh, and it was just setting the tone, you know, for the, the whole team where they just weren't in a groove and a rhythm because of the way the game started for them. Um, so now if they've hopefully they've corrected some of the issues on the starting lineup, Carlisle's got to focus his attention now to the bench. And, uh, you know, he'll, he'll probably figure that out. But hopefully we don't sacrifice any losses uh, <laughs> for for him to figure that out. And hopefully Porzingis will be back within the next couple of games. And uh, maybe a, a Colley Stein. Again, I, I don't know if I'm a huge believer in Colley Stein. Uh, I think right now at center, he's just the option that you have to go with just because Powell is just not working. Um, but maybe he can form a, a niche you know, coming off the bench, and then you got Hardaway and, and him and James Johnson. He didn't play well tonight, but, you know, maybe they'll find something there 
uh, to work off off the bench to help support that starting lineup because the bench unit wasn't really well wasn't really good tonight. Uh, overall, again though, it was uh, it was so nice to see a Mavericks win, a bounce back win, but a real one. You know, not a fake blowout uh, due to the early season weirdness of this season, uh, the way it started out. This was a real win from the Mavericks, a real team win, and it was good to see. Now, if the referees can join the rest of the league on, on officiating in midseason form, because tonight was absolutely atrocious. Uh, it was just a very bad officiated game from both sides. You know, it was bad calls on, on both sides of the court. Uh, and the technical fouls were ridiculous. I, I know DeMarcus Cousins, you know, he's got that reputation, and that's probably the only reason why he got that second tech. But it was a really quick second tech on DeMarcus Cousins. And I don't even like DeMarcus Cousins, but that was just not right, you know, to to to, th- to throw him out on that play. And I felt like they were trying to send a message to both teams, like, hey, you know, get this under control. But I never felt like they were out of control. You know, I, I thought the only person that the refs seemed was out of control was DeMarcus Cousins. I thought the the rest of the teams or the rest of the players on both sides of the court, they were they were fine. But techs were just flying out there. You know, that tech on Luca, I mean, if if you're gonna call that a tech on Luca where he looks at the ref and complains and then runs back down the court, you could throw him out two minutes into the game because that's what he does pretty much every time he drives to the the basket and for you to decide at that one particular moment you're going to tee him up for something that was real bogus and you you threw a tech on a a guy that's sitting three rows behind the uh, the the coaching bench with Daryl Armstrong you know what what could he possibly have said possibly have said to to get a tech and then James Harden his technical foul was completely unwarranted unless he said the most egregious word in such a passive aggressive way it was just a bad tech, and I, I thought the officiating with the technical fouls was getting out of hand. I thought their instant, their replay was just terrible. They, they replayed two two fouls that I thought probably could have went the the other way. Uh, I, I didn't think that that was a foul on Josh Richardson at the uh, the end of the game where Eric Gordon was just kind of out of control and just throwing his shoulder into Richardson. What was Richardson supposed to do? He was in position, he was backing up, but he was just getting manhandled by by Gordon and gets thrown to the ground. And I thought it was an excellent challenge uh, by Carlisle, but I was I just had a feeling they weren't going to overturn it because of the way the game was uh, officiated that night. But it wasn't it wasn't an, a, a foul on Richardson. You know what? What do you expect the guy to do? You know he he's getting his shoulder. Or the 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 uh, the guy he's guarding is just ramming his shoulder into him and just pushing him out of the way. Uh, I thought the flagrant foul was a little, you know, iffy. Uh, I know James Johnson hit his face, but there was no follow through. And if the hand just happened to hit the shoulder, they wouldn't have been reviewing it. But because it grazed his lip or his his mouth, it was all of a sudden it's a flagrant foul. It's like, but there's there's no follow through. It was just a foul. And uh, I didn't think it was a flagrant, and that really hurt the Mavericks because it was six straight points, or they had a six-point possession uh, with that one. It really helped the Rockets get back into the game. Um, the you know I just I thought a lot of it was was really poor officiating, and and thankfully the officials didn't take away the excitement or the the level of play 
uh, from the teams. I, I thought they at times kind of ruined the flow because of the amount of foul calls, and and then they were very, you know, they weren't consistent with what was a foul and what wasn't. Sometimes you could kill a guy, <laughs> you know, and, and hound them and, and 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 pound them, and it wouldn't be a foul. And then other times you would uh, not foul him. You would you would be there in position, and uh, it you know was a questionable call, and they would call a foul. Uh, again, for for a guy like Luca that drives to the lane as much as he does, and to only get six free throws, but then to call some of the other stuff that you were calling, it was very inconsistent. You know, if you're going to give Eric Gordon uh, those kind of whistles, or you know somebody else on the Rockets those really soft whistles, then you got to get the same thing. Uh, on the other side of the court. Uh, and again, it wasn't just that the Mavs were on the wrong end of bad officiating. It was it was bad both ways. There were some bad calls from the Rockets side as well uh, where the Mavericks benefited from them. So thankfully, the the, the officials didn't take the, uh, the rhythm out of the game because it seemed like they were really trying to do that because it was just a very poor officiated game. But that's it. Um, I'm interested to see what, uh, what Carlisle is going to do with that starting lineup. Um, you know, with Carlisle, nothing surprises me. You know, he, I don't know Carlisle on a personal level, but for what I hear, he's a real stubborn guy. And, uh, you know, when you've won a championship and you've been as successful as he has throughout his career, he can do that. But sometimes I think it, it, it shows up when he, when he favors a player, uh, and he just refuses to give up on him, which is nice, except when it's sacrificing teams, success and so I'm really curious to see who starts in the next game if he justifies bringing Powell back in at center because of the matchup you know that's his big thing and uh, I just I don't want to see Dwight Powell guarding Jokic at all but it looks like Powell's minutes um, tonight he only played 12 Uh, they just have kind of slowly uh, gone down and Carlisle keeps giving him opportunities but every time he's out there uh, the other team just goes on a run. The Mavericks offense just completely dies because there is no th- lob threat whatsoever from him. Um, he's not really a tall guy. He did. He relied solely on his athleticism in order to to get these all oops uh, from Luca. And if he can't if he can't jump anymore because of the torn Achilles. Uh, it, it there's no lob threat there, and so the whole Mavs offense just kind of dies because they're they're solely built on well not solely built but they're built heavily on and on on a guy being able to roll. Um, so we'll see we'll see what happens against Denver. I'd like to see the same energy. I'd like to see this same Luca, um, and I, the same starting lineup, the same intensity, the same basketball team where they actually look like a, a team that can play even if you lose. You're not going to win every game. It's hard to win in Denver. I know that Denver started off poorly this season, but Denver is still a good team. They're still going to be a top team in the West, most likely. So to go into Denver and win and just expect that that's a guaranteed, you know, that's not a fair thing to do. So what you want to see, in my opinion, is is how they play, how they look. Do they look like a basketball team? Are they still doing some of those stupid things? Where they got away with some of them tonight? Um but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. So even if they lose, how they play, I think, is really important. Uh, it's unfortunate because, uh, you know, that, that Bulls game and, and some of these teams that they've lost to early this season, they're really going to hurt the Mavericks uh, later on in the standings. You just, with the way the Western Conference is built this year, you can't afford 
losses to teams like Chicago and Charlotte. Um, you, you just can't afford those kind of losses because they, they, I mean, think of these next three games the Mavs had. They have Houston, Denver, and then Utah. Uh, anytime you're playing a team in the West on the road or even at home this year, it doesn't really matter. You have a high chance of losing. losing. So when you have a, a team that you are supposed to beat, you got to beat. And I, I guess that's why I question the, the decision to sit Luka. But because they won tonight, I feel great, and I'm not going to you know, suck that energy out. I, I think all Mavs fans should feel good about this win. Uh, it was really a nice step uh, in the right direction, and uh, hopefully we'll see some more of that. Otherwise, uh, or anyways, that's all I have for, for tonight. I will see you guys after the Denver game on Thursday night. Well, I may not do one. Uh, that, that game is kind of late. Um, so I may not be able to do a post game pod on Thursday and I might have trouble watching the first half of it. So uh, if not, you'll see me in the next game on Utah or uh, against Utah. Uh, anyways, you guys have a good night. Thanks. Bye.